0: Welcome to Save the Cowboy. This is Pastor Kevin Weatherby, and I invite you to saddle up and ride with us as we strike a trot to the backside of God's green pastures and learn how to live for Him. But yeah, (laughs) last night, or I guess it was yesterday afternoon, but I didn't see it till last night, this fella comes on my Facebook page, Save the Cowboy fan page, and uh, basically he said, uh, he said, I'm so sorry that you raise poor innocent cows and you claim to love them and you romanticize that life only to kill them and everybody that eats them. (laughs) So whenever I read that, I took my old lid off and I said, God, help me to say exactly the right thing. So I figured to reach out to this fella, I told him, I said, well, I'm sorry that you're an idiot. (laughs) The scary part is he's a public school teacher. Kind of scary, isn't it? The scarier part was this other fella jumped on there and he was preaching to the preacher. And he was talking about how we got to love people and hug them and kiss them and feed them donuts and put a red ball on your nose and make them happy. He made me mad, so I blocked him. <laughs> For no other reason. I didn't like the guy. But what was even funnier is he was preaching to me about how we've got to love people. We can't call them names. And when people do things to us, we need to turn the other cheek. Well, I blocked him while well, he had another account. He went on there and cussed me out. <laughs> I blocked that account too. I can block him a lot easier than he can create accounts. I'm still trying to figure out if he's a muck or a duck. <laughs> I think he's both. He had two accounts. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to Save the Cowboy. We're done. <laughs> not really, not really. It's good to see everybody here today. Man, This uh, what's going on in this community and what's going on in the Christian uh, movement across America is just amazing. We got people watching all the way from Japan. Uh, we got Ina. Ina's in Germany right now. She said that her husband might not like it if I stowed away in her luggage case, so we decided to forego that bamboozled thing, and I just stayed here this time, but Rob, next time ain't no promises. (laughs) But Ina's all the way in Germany, and she might be watching. And uh, anyway, it's just amazing what y'all are doing, guys. It really is. It is absolutely amazing. If you don't know me, um, if you haven't been here very much or anything like that... uh, Where's Ken? Ken, are you here today? There he is. How's our boy? Is he beef yet? (laughs) A little while before Thanksgiving, I went and and helped Ken. And I did something stupid. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't nobody's fault but mine. I stuck my hand in there in a chute. Well, His big bull calf. I, I don't. I don't know where the line is between calf and just flat out bull. But he was somewhere right in that magical area. And I stuck my hand in there, and he jumped forward and broke my bone in half. And I spent the next three months in a cast. And I got it off at the end of March, with the stipulation the doctor told me. He said, "I'll let you take that cast off." He said, "But if you lift something over 25 pounds, he said, it's healed on the outside, but it's not healed all the way through. If you do something." 25 pounds, it'll break it again, so don't do anything. So I said, okay. So that was at the end of March, and then we got April, and now it's May, and Ty Weber, who's putting the the roping deal on, we had a roping clinic on on Friday. Ty was like, dude, I entered you up in the roping clinic. I was like, man, I hadn't been on Fiona since before Thanksgiving, mainly because I couldn't catch her, but that's beside the point. (laughs) We have stalls now. And Fiona hates my guts. <laughs> Not really. She doesn't hate my gut. She says I love you by pinning her ears and trying to pee on me. <laughs> Do you think I'm joking? So anyway, you know, the, the roping clinic is going to be Friday, uh, Friday morning real early. And so Thursday night, me and Jared got out there and I saddled up old Fiona. And Fiona, boy, she was just... She was so happy and raring to go, she wanted to go so fast she pinned her ears back and tried to bite my boot all at the same time while trying to buck me off. I told her I loved her too with a spur. That didn't make her very happy. So anyway, we kind of rode around there, me and Griffin and Riley and Jared. We was riding around and doing this and that and this and that. So the roping clinic comes and I get up at like... Well, God was mad at me because I got up so early. He was like, could you just sleep in just a little bit longer than that? Because I was catching some Z's. Now, I got up real early and we started getting everything ready for the roping clinic. And we got out there, and I cannot tell you the amount of things that I learned about my Christian life from a roping clinic. Who would have known? And if you're if you're watching from somewhere else or anything, if you've never done it, and this is nothing against, you know, there's different factions of stuff, but this is big loop roping. It's like the the Montana, Nevada, Wyoming, uh, you know, buckaroo style where everything is real soft and smooth and there's a different shot for anything. Because down in Texas the way we rope is we get the longest rope we can find which is about 30 feet. Not because we can't find anything longer because we'll kill ourselves with anything longer than that. And so we get the... My idea of ranch roping was to chase the cow till it fell down. (laughs) And then you just drop your loop over it and you dally off and wait for the trailer to get there and you go, where you all been? Why is that that cow overheated? It's hot in Texas. (laughs) You know you're 40 miles from where you should be. It's a wild cow. (laughs) They actually want us to rope stuff before it runs off. I don't know. So I'm learning something new every day, but we got up to this roping clinic, and we got in there, and Fiona was real happy. She likes to get up real early in the morning and i better just shut up and get that so anyway we get up and we get the roping clinic started and we get in there and actually she's doing really well the the guy that was uh doing it uh, scott he's like a world champion he just got back from like a month in sweden teaching swedish people how to how to rope and i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go to sweden teach them how to rope Anyway, so he had like half the people riding in a circle this way another half, and we were weaving in and out of each other. And boy, I felt so big and tall and everything. If I, had a, if I would have had a flat brim hat on, my, hat, my head was getting so big, it would have just curled the sides up. If <laughs> so I was riding along there, and you know, like me and Ty, we'd be coming at each other, and I'd just give old Fiona that left spur, and she'd just side pass real nice. About three times around there, Ty was like, man, you got that mare going good. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know. So we got out there and we got to roping and we were just roping the dummy, not Ty. I mean, there's like a, a wooden thing out there that we were throwing ropes out. And Well, Jared was out there too, so we was roping two dummies. And um, so like no matter where you're at, there's like an angle you got to swing the rope either here, or here, or here, or here, or here. Or here and everything, and boy, this one, whenever, whenever I had that, that cow on my, it was a dummy, but I had the cow over here. This whoop here, man, I had it going on like Donkey Kong. I mean, I could, I could get it, but then they told me to swing it over here. I like to kill Fiona and myself, trying to swing it over there. And Ty was like, you got to lift it right here. And I was like, I am. He's like, no, you're not. And I said, well, I'm trying. I just couldn't do it. And finally, Scott, he's like a world champion, he rides over there. And he says the same thing Ty did. I was like, I already heard this. (laughs) So I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying and Ty kind of laughs and he says, you know, he said, Scott, how how many loops does it take to get going, you know? Because I mean, literally, there are, I don't know how many different loops that you can throw. You can throw them forwards and backwards and over your horse and under your leg and it was crazy what these guys were doing with these ropes. And um, Scott looked at us and he's like, well... He said, you mean like for each shot? He's like, yeah. And he said, well, I, I think we figured it out and it's around 10,000 throws per shot before you get it down. I was like, man, I've already thrown 10,000 times this morning. This ain't no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> what was weird is I was roping with this hand and I got nine, like 60 feet of rope in this hand. It was this shoulder that was given out. They were like, call, call. I was like, somebody else call it. I just want to throw the rope. (laughs) Where's Jared? He's the associate pastor. Lee knows what I'm talking about because me and Lee were roping. Well, I was roping Lee. (laughs) He was a little better than I was. But uh, anyway, we had a great time. But I remember this one part where, um, you know, this, I don't remember who it was. We'll just call him Jared. Jared tried to get his horse up there or something, and, and they were half-joking, but they were using it as an example that Jared tried to get up there and do something, and um, his horse wasn't going, and he said, Look, you can be the best roper in the world, but if your horse isn't prepared, you're not prepared. And I thought, You know what? There's a lot of truth to that, not just in horsemanship, but in life in general. If, you're, if, if your horse isn't prepared, you're not prepared. You can, you know, my head could get big and everything because, you know, later on whenever they brought out the live critters and they were going (laughs) to let me rope (laughs) them. Dummies. (laughs) Sorry, Eve, wherever you're at if you're here, uh, me and BJ and Lee like to kill all your cattle. No, not really. We did good. Anyway, they were going to let me rope something. And so I got out there and uh, Scott roped something and he's like, you want to heal it? And I was like, well, yeah. So I rode up there and who? Double scoop, baby! <laughs> Double scoop! I was like Raisin brand, two scoops. So we was kind of over there, we were, we were freeze-branding them, they had like this cooler full of like kryptonite or something, I don't know what it's called, but it was, it was nitri- liquid nitrogen. didn't look liquid to me, it was all, looked like a gas, but anyway, we was freeze-branding these cattle. And we, they was all up in the corner, and where I roped them, right there, we was all next to the corner, and there was Tad and, and Rob and all of them. They was all hemmed up in the corner like this. And Fiona had been doing good until I got a 600-pound critter on the end of it. I went to Dally, and she went to be in certain de away. <laughs> we wrapped rope around me, her, Four people that were standing outside. And I think Rob was sobbing. I'm not sure. It could have been from laughter. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, so she threw a fit. And you know, I'm all about working with horses and everything like that. But you know, as good as she did that morning, she didn't do worth a crap that afternoon. And so I went and put her up and I got ace. I found him asleep. I saddled him while he was asleep. I rode him up while he was asleep. <laughs> and I got in there and me, and me and Lee and Corey and BJ and a bunch of us others, we started roping and, you know, it, it was fine with Ace and everything. But there was one, there was this hip shot that I was going after. You know, you you, you heal from the hips down. And that's foreign to me because I'm all like, well, just, you know, run until they fall down and then you can just put your rope over their heels. <laughs> Wait till they fall down. They're like, no we want you to rope it while it's standing up. I was like, alright. But anyway, I was trying to rope the heels and with this with this particular shot and I was focusing on the wrong thing. I kept missing. And Ty said, you know what you need to do is you need to get up there and he said, don't focus on what you want to rope. Focus on where you want the center of the rope to go and you want the center of the rope to go right over the hips. He said, start focusing on those hips instead. I walked up there and cut Lee off because he was about to catch that. You can do that in a roping clinic without getting your butt kicked. <laughs> I got up there and I did exactly what he, what he said to do. And I threw that man in and it was just the prettiest little two scoops, baby. <laughs> but it was amazing how whenever you get focused on something and you get it focused right in there, of how much easier it was. Instead of, instead of trying to you know, do all this other stuff, just, just focus. And Ty told me, he said, Scott is a world champion. You don't go to Sweden and teach people how to rope unless you're pretty good. You've you got to be pretty good to do that. And Ty said, what makes Scott, what separates him from anybody else is his focus. And I thought, you know what? There's a little bit of stuff that we can, we can learn from that too. You know how, going back to Fiona, how many times as Christians do we go along and we look really pretty when everything's going right and we're just walking along, we're just weaving in and out of everybody. We can, we can get our lives to side pass here and wave at people as they go by. When nothing is crazy, everything's just going good and we think that our lives are just grand. How many times as Christians have we been through that? Now sometimes what happens is later on you get that 500 pound critter of a problem on the end of your rope and then everything goes to hell, don't it? Things start changing. But the reason that things happen like that is because maybe we weren't as prepared as we should be. Just because we look good... Riding around in the arena of life without anything going on doesn't mean you're ready for when you've got to rope that problem and deal with it and drag it out somewhere. There's going to be times in our lives, don't wait for the problem, don't wait for the critter to get on the end of your life rope, and then start worrying how you're going to fix it. Start preparing now. We would have, I would have been better off, whether it was Ace or Fiona, I would have been better off if I would have been practicing for three months, three years, getting her to do this. Because I guarantee you, when you get two cowboys and each, how long's your rope? Lee, 60? I had a 60, he had a 60. That's 120 feet of rope that you can get wrapped up real quick. Real quick. So you've got to be able to move your horse. Life is no different than that. You don't have to be a big loop roper. You don't have to be a cowboy to understand what I'm saying. That we need to start preparing now for what we're going to do. Because if you wait till that critter's on the end of it, people are going to get hurt and it's probably going to be you. Start preparing now. Not when it's time to rope. The other thing that I learned is the focus part. You know, things get going so crazy, and and, and it's weird. And and I think B.J. might have said something to this effect. He's like, you know, it's one thing to stand there, swing your rope, throw it at a dummy. Run from Jared and throw it at him again. And uh, it's one thing just to stand on the ground and pitch a rope. It's another thing to get your horse in there, swing a rope, throw it at a dummy. But it's another thing when things get moving and they get grooving. Where is our focus? If you have a goal in mind, I want you to think about where you are at in your life right now. Some of you may think you're on top of the world, but I think if you are honest with yourself, we're all here because we want to grow. We want to go just a little bit further. Maybe in our marriages, maybe in our families, our relationships with our kids, maybe it's a relationship with friends. Folks, we all have room to grow. But my question is, if you're going to hit that mark, where are you focused on? What is your focus? We spent the last month Seek first the kingdom of God, and then everything else will be given unto you. But how many times God says, there's your focus. Your focus should be me and me alone. And if you do that, and you prepare yourself, you'll hit your mark. But how many times do we do the complete opposite of that? We never seek God. Our focus is on money, problems, Jobs, new jobs, old jobs, uh, get-rich-quick schemes, the latest fad, the latest fashion. There's nothing wrong with Dr. Pepper, by the way. It's okay to to focus on a Dr. Pepper. Just for a second, not all your focus. But how many times do we not focus on what is important? Folks, I'm here to tell you, and, and maybe that's a simple illustration, but I couldn't rope diddly squat until I focused on what I was aiming for. But in the midst of all of that, ten cowboys and cowgirls trying to learn how to rope, trying to learn how to be better horse people, trying to get their horses to do this, trying to get their horses to do that, trying to get their own bodies to just swing a rope like the guys are telling them to swing a rope. In the midst of all of that, I found something amazing. I found God right in the big middle of it. He was there. And you know what? It wasn't obvious. I didn't say, Rob, could you come over here with me and we're gonna pray right quick? I didn't say, Ty, you know, could you hold up? Now we did start the whole thing off with a prayer. But you know, I didn't tell Lee to run down there and get people so that he could bring them over there so that we could have a sermon. But in the midst of all of that, I've seen these cowboys and cowgirls learning how to do something new or bettering what they already knew. I've seen God right in the big middle of it. And I thanked Him for that. And I thanked Him for the lessons that He taught me in and amongst critters and ropes and hopes. Where is yours? Get prepared. You know what? 10,000 loops. Lee, you're going to have to come over a lot more. 10,000 loops. If me and Lee and BJ are going to go out there and throw 10,000 loops, that's a lot of practice. It don't matter if we miss. It matters that we're practicing. Do the same thing in your life. Just because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior does not mean that you are going to magically know how to do everything. It doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean that you're going to Make every shot and never miss again. Never give up. I want y'all to leave here today with three things. Start preparing now for the eternal life that God is going to give each and every one of us that call on Him as Lord and Savior. It starts now because once our heart stops beating, there are no second chances. Prepare now for the better life to come. The second thing is practice throw those 10,000 loops. Get out there. Be nice to somebody 10,000 times, even if you have to block them. <laughs> I love the guy. I hope we spend eternity in heaven together, but that don't mean I'm going to let him just run his mouth. But practice loving people. Practice spending time with your wives and your kids and your moms. Spend time with family, with friends. With your dog. (laughs) One day they won't be here. Prepare. Practice. But the most important thing, you leave here today focused on God. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you. If your focus isn't right, nothing else is going to line up. You can come crying to me, but I'm just going to tell you to rub some dirt on it. Because that's what we do. Everybody says, well, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know why. I've given you the answers. Practice. Prepare. And focus. If God was leading you up until this point when you wasn't following Him, how much more is He going to lead you whenever you get focused on Him? Cowboy up. Swing a rope. Practice. Prepare. And focus. Hey, before you shut that knob off, Let me tell you something. If you like today's program, we can all give a great big thank you to Western LLC. They're a turnkey development for oil and gas and aviation industries. You can get on the internet and visit them at westernllc.com. Also, Jim and Kelly Gerald at Integrity Auto Repair and Rod Denning at Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling, all of them out of Kiowa, Colorado. You ought to know by now that I ain't going to jerk your leg. (laughs) Okay, maybe every once in a while, but this one ain't no story. This here's the truth. We need your help to stay on the air and keep this gospel being spread to cowboys and cowgirls like you. It ain't easy to ask, I promise you. We'll even tell all your friends that are listening that it's you that are bringing it to them. Help us out by going to savethecowboy.com and contacting me. Call me and let's get this thing set up. Don't leave it to somebody else.